Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. And today we have a good one for you. So you today's yes, sir. Today, today we got a fun one because today we're gonna talk about the NBA Finals. Basically, what you're listening to is the NBA Finals just finished. Game six is over. It's the day after, and we're recording. So you know we're just gonna talk about game six. We're gonna talk about the NBA Finals. You know we're probably gonna so poetically about you know the Warriors and Curry and all those type of fun things. So it's gonna be a really good podcast. And then um, upcoming pretty soon, you guys are gonna be hearing NBA draft stuff as well since the draft is next week on Thursday. Um, you know we're gonna be live streaming, reacting to that either through YouTube or Instagram. We don't know yet, but one of those two platforms and we're gonna drop a top 30 big board and a full nba mock draft which is already done we're just gonna record it so you guys could definitely want to look out for that because it's coming up so soon the draft is so coming so quick so um yeah chris are what do you um what do you what did you think about game six? Oh man game six was exciting to say the least. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The way the Celtics started off, I mean, I don't know if they just could start really well but can't finish or what, mm-hmm. but when it came to, to finishing that game, they were down like 15 at the end. Like, it was ridiculous. They, they mm-hmm. The Warriors led by so much as 22. Um, Just got to mm-hmm. give... Respect has to go out to Curry. You know, Curry has been... I wouldn't say technically disrespected, but he's been looked down on since Kevin Durant, for one. Mm. You know, they were mm-hmm. trying to – they were having the conversation, could Curry win without Durant because they, the Warriors had a little bit of a slump for about two years. Um, yeah. And then they were saying, like, you know, now the, the, the conversation has shifted from can Curry win without Durant to can Durant win without Curry because that's who it should have been mm. on because Curry is the true superstar here. Durant is a superstar, yeah. but we see that we've seen – you know, let's go back to what was that last year? I think it was Jokic's first MVP, right? Yeah. In your sure. opinion, Jay, who should have got that in MVP? Steph by a gazillion miles. There it is. He had like, but the disrespect six a game. The disrespect. Game. You know what I mean? It, it was just disrespect. He took his team, who mm-hmm. they didn't have Draymond or Clay. True. It was just him. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is if when it comes to the most valuable player, it should be the most valuable player on that team, and there's not a more mm-hmm. valuable player on in that season. He, he carried mm-hmm. his team to a um playing game, playing tournament, the lost the first game, and then I mean no wait he did he, he lost to the Lakers was that that year yeah, yeah and he then lost they to, had he to lost. play the Grizzlies then they, then they had to that. play the play the then they had to play the Grizzlies 
It, it, what did we say about what did we say about the first round? If the Warriors got in and they play at Utah, what was going to happen? <laughs> Warriors were going to win. You had Warriors the Warriors are going to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> there it is. It was just two years too early. That's all it was. I mean, it was a year too early. Um, <laughs> One year. But yeah, yeah, just think about it. It was yeah, a lot of disrespect for Curry. You know, as far as that, he wasn't. A, he couldn't win without a without a without a mega star in Durant or something like that. And he proved all the haters wrong. I mean, I know he had mm. a lot of fans, but there were a lot of haters, sure. a lot of people in media who were saying, oh, the Boston Celtics are going to win. They were going to beat them. They weren't good enough to beat. And what did what did the Warriors as a team do? They shut everybody up. And they mm. put on their petty hats <laughs> and their petty pants. And, <laughs> and they were petty. And they they, they mm. had, like, you can't hate them because that's what that's mm. what should have been happening. Because as a team, yeah. there, there wasn't a team more disrespected than the Warriors this season. True. Outside yeah. the Lakers. That's pretty much it. They had to. This was this was this, this was an important ring, mm-hmm. not for the fact that it proved Curry's you know worth in the NBA because we already know him as the greatest shooter. You know what I mean? He's a four time champ now, but now he, he he's literally solidified now. He has to be. Yes. He's what top two, maybe one, depending on who you talk to, point guard ever, and he's yeah. top five all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's completely right. Top five all time, and you know, it, oh, one more thing, Wiggins, Wiggins. I was a, I was. Listen, I'm okay to be like, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. I was never on the Wiggins train, except for like when he was in Minnesota for a little bit. Then when Jimmy Butler came and told him he didn't have a heart, <laughs> then I was like, it's played the whole entire bench squad against the starters. That's when I was like, maybe he doesn't have a heart. Maybe he's not as great yeah. as you know. I was one who was really like, eh, I don't think this is a great pickup. I don't see what mm-hmm. they can do with Wiggins. He's not great, you know. And then mm-hmm. he he made an All Star team. You know, we were very critical about that. He shouldn't have made it. <clears throat> but one thing that has that this finals series has done for him as well is that it has people looking at him a lot differently now. Yeah. You know, like in Minnesota, we saw him as a possible. They were trying to make him into something. They couldn't find out. I'm not gonna say they were trying to make him. They couldn't fit, figure out exactly what kind of player he was. You know, they didn't know if he was a yeah. one, if he was a two. You know what I mean? But they kept trying to put him like, okay, it's him and Zach Levine. He's the one. Zach's the two, or however you want to put that. But no, mm-hmm. the best place for him was the Golden State Warriors because that's where he found his identity as a top, as as a top three. He's a three. Mm-hmm. He's a three. He's the best third option on a championship team. Mm. Yeah, he is a great third option. Yeah, defensively, he was locking up the one, of the, possibly a be, one of the best scores. Of, of you know, he what I think Tatum had what he averaged twenty nine point five points in the finals or something crazy like that. But he, Wiggins was defending him. You know, you kept throwing bodies at these people. <clears throat> Wiggins actually he helped them win Game Five. Was integral part of that. Besides, outside oh, yeah. of Curry, it was like thirty-four points. I think it was Wiggins had like twenty-two, or something yeah, of that I think, nature. I think Curry had a really bad game five, and Wiggins was the leading scorer. I think with twenty-six. Yeah, twenty-six. Yeah, he probably had yeah. thirty-four last game. Okay, yeah, I might have got it mixed up, but yeah, he's. I I'm gonna say I was wrong. I'm gonna say I was wrong. I'm I'm really gonna say I was wrong. You know what I mean? Because. 
I was I was a critic of him. I was like, you know, mm. maybe this, maybe he is washed. Maybe he's not mm. as great as he. He's a bust, you know, like mm-hmm. possibly. But I'm shut up now. I, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in wigs. Hopefully, they give him the money that he deserved. You know that he should get. They'll pay him. They gotta pay him at some point. They have a they have an open checkbook checkbook over there in Golden State. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna pay him and Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole that's another guy right there. Oh my gosh! All of them are getting paid. <laughs> There's no way they let anybody from this roster go. I don't see it happening. Please, for everybody who said six man of the year, <laughs> man scores like a point a minute. <laughs> <laughs> six man of the year. Six man of the year is like a Lou Will type. This this is a guy who really can he could start. <laughs> if, yes. you know, it's just that yes. there's too much on that team already. He could mm-hmm. start. They just have a way they play with Clay and Steph that just fits so that, you know, it's hard to put Jordan Poole in there. Exactly. Those two fit so well together. Clay and Steph. I mean, four rings, you can't question the fit there. (laughs) Exactly. You can't. You can't. No. But I'm glad that you brought up Clay, though. One of the. Look, this is like a Cinderella woman for Clay. Yeah. Even though they've been to the championship before, this was he was he spent two years out of the league mm-hmm. for injuries, two yeah. whole seasons, two whole years. Yes. Came back and they were like, Clay's not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, some people were like, if Clay comes back healthy or even at a certain percentage of himself, then they can win a championship. Stephen A. said that. I just you know I heard that yesterday. Mm. Fine. Some people did believe. Most people didn't believe. They said that mm-hmm. eh, Clay's not the same person anymore. And what did he show you? He showed you that I. Two injuries later, still game six, Clay exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every single time they needed him most, he didn't vanish. <laughs> Especially defensively, he was really yeah. good that game. Yeah. And it's, you know, it takes an athletic kind of caliber of player to defend. You know, so with those kind of injuries, especially ACLs, mm-hmm. that, that, that limits the athleticism. So big ups to his trainers for getting him back and being able to even defend at, yeah. you know, even... I would say maybe 80% of the level he used to be able to defend at. Yeah. He was such an amazing defender. Now, he's not as athletic as he used to be, but he's still a good defender. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just not as, like, he used to be ridiculous. Like, switch on everybody, guard everybody. It was like, he he had Andrew Wiggins' role. One through Mm -hmm. three, he was guarding the best guy. Yeah. Unless Andre Iguodala was on the team and he was starting, yeah. Draymond's Draymond. Um, yeah, went there. Winner. The vocal leader, the defensive anchor of that team. I mean, like he he really things. plays his role very well. He does mm-hmm. a lot of things, and we've seen this before. He does a lot of things that does not show up on the stat sheet. He's not going to give you twenty ten. but he he'll give you like oh he's flopping. He's you know getting mm-hmm. he's. Getting people out, you know, out of their team. game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He he's in your face with all the energy just rolling up that team and keeping them going. He's a winner. <clears throat> a winner. This team's um, full of winners. Oh, for sure. For sure. All like like I said, this team is too deep. And they have so many great pieces that going forward that they mm-hmm. could possibly want another one. Um yeah. but the Celtics, um, I wouldn't I I don't want to say anything bad about the Celtics. It's just that 
they should this is not a game or a series that they should hang their head on. This should be fuel mm. for next season. This should be okay, I have some deficiencies that I must address. Mm-hmm. Um far as the turnovers. That should be a yes. big a yes. big thing going forward. They have yes. to limit turnovers. Like mm-hmm. these are games that were winnable, but they mm-hmm. lost them due to the high number of turnovers. Hot twenty two turnovers. Yes. That's too many. Mm-hmm. That's way too many turnovers. Hockey win a basketball game. Twenty two turnovers. It doesn't matter if you're shooting fifty percent. Twenty two turnovers. Mm-hmm. You can't win a game that way. No. You can't. You have to limit your turnovers. Have to limit the turnovers. This is not a game that you should hang your head on. You should be proud proud of the series, but know that you got close. And that there are adjustments that need to be made. There are deficiencies that need to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm done. Well, I'm going to segue to the Boston Celtics since you're talking about the Boston Celtics before I move to the Warriors and stuff like that. Um, First things first, game six, uh, it was a terrible game from the Boston Celtics. Basically, the Golden State Warriors were playing at hyperspeed, right? They're pushing pace, pushing pace, pushing pace. And the Golden State Warriors, for some reason, I mean, the Boston Celtics, for some reason, were like, you know what? The Warriors are pushing pace. We might as well. Yeah, let's let's bring out the ball court really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Smart, sprint up with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> you have gotten to the NBA finals by playing at your pace, right? Mm-hmm. Don't let them going up by 20, right, make you think that you have to play out of your game to make a comeback. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on your team. Yeah, Those guys can get hot, right? You, you've you gotten this far playing a certain style. The Warriors were ridiculously hot from three, and they cooled off for the rest of the game, right? They started off with like 50 or 60% for three, and they finished with 41% from three. So, like, they cooled off throughout the rest of the game. There was chances that he had to make a comeback in this game. But they lost composure. They lost composure of, you know, the Golden State Warriors setting a pace. And for some reason, they were just like, we'll just do the same exact thing. Because, obviously, you know, basketball, right? You know, yeah. do, do you? <clears throat> and that comes with a few holes in their game. There's one other thing that I'm very critical of. They didn't get Al Horford involved enough. I mean, the guy had a really hot night from shooting three-point shots, but you know, every time that they posted up Al Horford on the switches on somebody, good things happened, but that maybe happened 3 to 5 times. So, you know, like that's just not enough. That's not enough volume um cuz you know, getting Steph Curry, Jordan Poole on him that's that's an easy mismatch. I mean, it was either a back down post up layup or him passing to somebody that's going to get an open look. Like it mm-hmm. was really efficient basketball, and they should have, you know, when you get an advantage, you press that advantage until the other team says uncle and tries to figure out ways to stop you, right? But mm-hmm. they never forced the Golden State Warriors to really overplay their hand to stop them because they just didn't do it enough. Right, so um, that's something I dis- definitely does not does did not like. I've been saying for multiple games that they weren't using Al Horford correctly and maximizing his potential and what he could be on this team. 
Um, moving on the off season, you know, I've heard a lot of people copy me, you know what I mean? Since the end of the series to talk about them needing a pure point guard. Thank you for listening to the basketball addicts podcast, Tracy McGrady. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's just one person I can think of the top of my head that said the same thing as me. Um, it is very obvious, right? Okay, so you have the Boston Celtics. Okay, what you've done is you've created an identity. That's a great thing, right? Your defensive identity with guys and wing players that are ready to win now and ready to play team-first basketball, even though mm-hmm. they score a lot of points. I'm talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Those two guys are ready to win and have committed to winning because they pass more and they – you know, they don't just, like, attack double teams ferociously, even though Jalen Brown made a lot of poor decisions in Game 6, but um, that's beside the point. They need a pure point guard that can get everybody else involved. They, I'm sorry, Marcus Smart's not the point guard of the future because he just doesn't fit the, the scheme of what the team is. He fits it to an extreme extent for your defensive scheme. Yes, mm-hmm. but you need a point guard that can lower this turnover thing because having 16 to 22 point turnovers a game is just not winnable. You can't win games that way when you don't play the Golden State Warriors style of basketball, which is like high risk passes and great passing that leads to a lot of easy buckets. Like they can uh, they can afford those turnovers because a lot of those turnovers are somebody's wide open underneath the rim and they're making a good pass to him. They just missed. It's just the way their system works. Um, You know what I mean? They have an excuse for that, but most teams don't. Most teams operate to 10 to 5 turnovers a game. If you watch the Miami Heat, it would be 6 to 8 to 6 to 10. Like, they Mm -hmm. they don't really um, move too far off of that. And that's because they have guys like Kyle Lowry, Jim Butler, can pass the lights out of the basketball. Right? They need a guy. That's a CP3. That's a Kyle Lowry. That's a DeJounte Murray, the guy that can be Lonzo Ball. Just one of those guys. Look, they're not that expensive because most NBA teams don't play like this. But you have the ability to do something that can be really special. Because if you can be a low turnover team, play the way you do defensively, and have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown average 55 to 60 a night, that is a recipe of an NBA champion, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand you got to the NBA Finals, but there's always room to improve. There's always room Mm -hmm. to get better. And this is what they need to do. And they need to find a backup point guard that fits that scheme too. And I'll be honest with you, Peyton Pritchard is not an NBA point guard. Peyton Pritchard can't do anything. That man can't score. That man can't create space. That man can't even shoot open threes. That guy should not be on an NBA floor. I'm sorry, I don't know him personally, but that guy is not an NBA player. It's just what it is, and especially for what you need. You need bat passing. Have a guy like Ricky Rubio as your backup point guard. It's not that hard. Two guys that fit your scheme, right, and fit what you're trying to do. Trade Marcus Smart and, you know, trade some other assets to get the point guards that you need. And then, then this team will become something special, but they have to get the right fit here. And, you know, I'm a little worried about it because Brad Stevens is a, is the GM there and he's always been a high volume point guard guy. So it's, I don't know if he sees the issue that they have. I'm, I think Ime Odoka might 
because he comes from the goal, from the Spurs, right? They play a lot like the Spurs, but the Spurs mm-hmm. had Tony Parker and Tim Duncan could pass the lights out, right? Tony Parker was like, you know, I'm going to control the ball. We're not going to turn over the ball that much, right? He was a fit in the scheme, and that's what they need. They need a throwback guy, a 2000s guy, a 1990s guy, a 1980s guy, a guy that can just ball control because you have enough scoring. Right, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and what you've built defensively is special, really special. So don't fuck it up, don't fuck it up. So that's that's my message to the Boston Celtics: do not fuck it up. Um, do not fuck it up. Simple, <laughs> simple but it's so hard. Yeah, very. Um, and uh, you know that's that's my message to them. And Jason Tatum's got to figure they got to figure something out mentally because you know they do mm-hmm. break mentally late in the late in the games and stuff like that. So they got to figure out something to do in the off season to improve their mental strength. I guess um, anything to do. Uh, I actually uh, told Chris this. I was list- I've listened to uh, Gilbert Arenas talk about uh, how in the Eastern Conference Finals, like 2007, 2008, 2006, something like that. Um, Gilbert Arenas had two free throws to win the basketball game. And, you know, LeBron James came over and says, you know, if he's missed these two free throws, I'm going to win them this playoff series, right? And Gilbert Arenas doesn't say anything back, and he misses the next two free throws. Now, the guy's like a great shooter, but then he talks about how in the offseason, he hired some like Navy SEAL guy to go work on his mental, you know, side of things, and he never had that type of thing happen again. So like it's it's you know he, there's avenues, and I think you know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know, they need to figure it out, and they need to get that mental fortitude a little bit up because you know the Golden State Warriors won most of these games by just being more mentally tough late in the games, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah executing. You know, because the last five minutes, the Boston Celtics can get back into uh, drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick, chuck, chuck up terrible threes, like mm-hmm. like turnover, 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 stupid mistake, stupid mistake, right? They, you know, just executing the last five minutes of a high-pressure game. This team needs to figure something out. Jason Tatum needs, and uh, Jalen Brown need to figure something out in that aspect. Um, that's something that I would say taking moving forward could be improved upon. Um for the Golden State Warriors, um, you know this this is an NBA championship team. These are, these are champions, champions to the highest degree. Um, man, Steph Curry is an NBA champion, an NBA great, a top ten great. Um, I personally would have him just behind Magic and Larry Bird. I'd have him above Kobe. I would have him above Tim Duncan. I'd have him above Hakeem. Um, for people don't don't listen to the podcast and don't get this joke above Bill Russell couldn't score more than 20 points per game. All right. (laughs) That shot's out of there. (laughs) Got got the shot out of the way. Um, yeah, (laughs) you know, we got Clay Thompson, who's a champion. I mean, that guy, that guy is just, he does what he has to do to win, man. Like he's a winner, right? When they had, were had having lulls sometimes, he would step up and shoot. He wouldn't always make it, but right, but he was shooting at a sh- he was shooting his shots. Sometimes he had bad games, but he got his shots up. He has the confidence of a champion. Okay, when he's going through slumps, he's going to shoot out of it. And that, that, that those mm-hmm. two guys, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson, have um, just immense 
in immense confidence from shooting. Um, and you know, he had, he's an NBA champion. He's an NBA champion, but the way he plays, he has an NBA champion, the way he accepts his role, he's an NBA champion and just everything he does. And, uh, you know, so stream on green, dear goodness. I mean, the guy is a great Instagram instigator, really great at, um, getting his teammates involved and doing the little things that's needed to win. Um, that don't go on the stat sheet, setting great screens, making good passes that may not lead to points at the moment, but leads to another pass. You know, being a defensive guy that just is brilliant on the defensive end. And um, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins stepped up. Andrew Wiggins is now an NBA champion, and Andrew Wiggins is a great fit on the NBA championship team because he's a great defender as well. He is probably a top five small forward defender in the world right now. Um, I feel like I can pretty confidently say that. He's just, he's so special defensively and offensively. He he chooses his spots, right? He, he, he doesn't take as the crazy shots as he did in Minnesota. Not as like mm-hmm. the high risk shots. He plays a much more efficient brand of basketball. Uh, you know, Clay and Andrew Wiggins are really good at just scoring 18, both of them. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a tough combination moving forward, and this is something that uh, will be interesting moving forward. Kevon Looney had a really great series as well, really good rebounders. Yeah. He battled on switches, really tried his best to defend, and uh, you know had a great series as well. Um, and you know, I, I would say, and as a whole, Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, another coaching brilliance. I mean, you want to talk about shutting the Boston Celtics down? Oh yeah, they did that defensively. Oh yes, my did. goodness. Did this is the worst you probably watched six games of the Boston Celtics offensively the whole year. And they were dealing with two guys that could go get it on any day and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And you know that they, they figured out the code, man, and they, they stuck to it. It's 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 Steve Kerr's brilliance defensively and offensively. And you know, it's it, it, it he he won this coaching battle definitely. I I think if if this wasn't Steve Kerr and it was just like an average Doc Rivers level coach, you know the Boston Celtics might have won this series. But Steve Kerr's ability to expose weaknesses and play to their strengths and, and gain every single advantage that's on the basketball floor really maximizes this team. Um, and he definitely needs to be uh, viewed as such as a all-time great coach. I think he's top five all-time. I think he's with, you know, Phil Jackson, um, Red Arback, um, you know, Pop. Casey Jones, Pat Riley, Greg Popovich. They're all in the same breath, really, truly. Um, they're they, he's he's the greatest coach in the NBA right now, and um, you know he's a great emotional leader as well like he really helps them emotionally and mentally and have that mental toughness and he's just he's perfected that because again i've said it before and i said it again name me a person who gets the best through one through 12 and i will tell you you're a liar because the 12th guy on that bench gary payton gary payton was out of the league for a while it wasn't ever getting nba minutes he goes to the warriors and he has a role and he does what he's supposed to do and he's completely maximized like everybody on that team whatever the best version of them is is what the golden state warriors is and not every team can say that because mm-hmm. there's sometimes some coaches can't handle the dynamics between players oh we got infighting between players how you how do you handle that 
right? Sometimes coaches can't handle that effectively. Steve Kerr does, right? Oh my gosh, the X's and O's. I might not be really great at maximizing what a player can do. Oh, Steve Kerr does, right? Look at Steph Curry pre and with Mark Jackson than without Mark Jackson. Now, Mark Jackson might be a really great um, NBA mind, but the off-ball stuff and the passing and the the 24 seconds of death didn't come around until Steve Kerr got there, right? So. Um, that, that, that is, you know, maximizing the talent and he, he's just phenomenal, phenomenal, top tier, top, top, top tier. Um, and look at, you, you can't deny the development skills either. Cause look at what Jordan Poole is like, yeah. that's not a mistake. You know, that was done on purpose. That was done with intention. And, um, you know, and uh, other than that, you know, Steph Curry, Steph Curry has got to be considered, top two point guard of all time this has got to be like the two guard position who's the second best two guard of all time chris oh see it was it's so it's mike kobe and then Dwayne wade yeah kobe right yeah. and it's kobe by a mile right mm-hmm. that's the this is the way it's got to be for the point guard position i i argument for john stockton really really a guy that barely could have never scored more than 20 points per game Better than a guy, a four-time champion, a finals MVP, two-time MVP, and a guy who I think is top 10 player of all time. You really compare him to John Stockton? No. No. CP3? Uh, funny conversation. Like, you want to go to, you know, name some other great point guards, Chris. Jason Kidd? No. Like, come on now. It was a good passer, but no. Isaiah Thomas. Oscar Robertson, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas really has a great resume, but he's not the winner Steph Curry is, so then Jerry where's West. the debate? Because one of them is the better scorer, and that's Steph Curry. Like Jerry yeah. West, yeah, I mean, that's a good comp. He's a, he's a great point guard, yes, but Steph Curry's got more rings. Steph Curry is a better scorer. Steph Curry is a better pa- – they're close passing-wise. Oscar Robertson is like only a mid-range guy, right? His triple-double good guy, pistol. but Pistol Pete Maravich – no rings, none. True. Like, who leads the wedding war? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, you understand what I'm trying to get at here. This yeah. guy leads to winning and is a great scorer and has the accolades. Like that is like Kobe compared to D Wade. You will never yeah. compare Kobe to D Wade. Kobe's got more rings, more points. The eye test says Kobe's way better. Right, Kobe to Allen Iverson, uh, yeah, get out of here, dude. Kobe to James Harden, yeah, get out of here, dude. That's the way it has to be with Steph. If you don't want to put him one, he better not be below two. Uh, Bob Cousy, <laughs> fat shits. <laughs> um, it's like it's like no. comparing LeBron to Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it's the way it is. Like you know, I um, this is this is he's the second best point guard of all time, and he's a, he's a top tenner. This is this is a guy that's you can't disagree and say he doesn't lead to winning. He doesn't doesn't have the stats. Get out of here. His stats are ridiculous. So if you're a stat guy and your eye test should tell you that he does more on an NBA basketball court than just scoring. So, you know, his legacy is a lot better now, a lot better now, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you could have made an argument. Oh, Katie carried. Oh, okay, Love. No, Kyrie against LeBron. And he beat, he beat the Boston Celtics when they were favored. Yeah, people came in saying Boston Celtics will win. He beat them. 
Name another t- guy who averages more than 20 points per game on that team, and I'll tell you a liar. So, you know, that this is this, this Steph's world. This is this is a guy that life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Deserves to be recognized for how amazing he is because he can be a little misinterpreted because people, people non-basketball addicts like you guys are not you know what i mean may not be able to see how much more he impacts the game than just stats because of the all the attention he draws on the defense that chris and i can see clearly and his effect on a game is greater than those stats but most people can't see it but you know, a common fan will say NBA champions, finals MVPs, NBA MVPs. He's got two NBA MVPs, one final MVP, and four rings. That's a heck of a yeah. resume. And so he's got to be stamped. He, oh, for sure stamped. And just think about this for a second. That Boston Celtics defense is the best <sighs> defense in the NBA. It's the number one defense in the NBA. They threw four people at Curry, and he still was able to like dominate. It's it's, it's yes. ridiculous. We we have mm-hmm. to show love and give flowers to Curry. Mm-hmm. This, this is this is not some run of them. This is the same team that beat the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And you know how many people were like, "Oh, the Brooklyn Nets," even though they don't need James Harden, they're fine still. That was me. Jason me. was one of them. Guilty as yeah. charged. Guilty as charged. And they swept them. Yeah. This is the this is the Celtics team that did not lose more than one game. You know what I mean? Like they did not like they like they did not lose two games in a row the entire playoffs until they met the Warriors. Mm-hmm. They basically ran through the East. Mm-hmm. True. True. Heat and six. Like we this. It, this Warriors team, this Steph Curry, is he's top ten. He's top ten all time. We have to give him his respect. Yeah. We have to give him his flowers because this this was not this. I don't feel that if you take Clary, if you take Curry off that team, that team doesn't get anywhere. That Curry no. is the Curry. Like no. you 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 don't get anywhere. No, you don't get anywhere. No, not at all. If you take if you take that 2018 Warriors team, remove. <laughs> remove curry and keep durant that war- that warriors team doesn't win no they no. lose they lose they, I, lose, to the, they lose to lebron and a foot in a um a pack of pills some keys and a telephone <laughs> <laughs> or, or they don't make it there because of james harden cp3 yeah they push yeah they push in the sticks without you know okay they went up three two i think and cp got cp3 got hurt right yeah against the warriors so, you know, the reason why we're bringing this up and the reason why I'm so glad you brought this up is there is a KD versus Steph battle going on here. 
And KD doesn't lead the win more winning. Because look at how easy it was to expose his lack of passing. And, yeah. you know, again, with the Warriors, it would have been so easy to expose that without another great passer on the floor. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Draymond Green may be able to do a lot of things, but he's not a point guard. You know what I mean? He's not an actual guy that's going to draw attention. He plays off of other people drawing attention. He doesn't draw attention. You know what I mean? So what Steph does to the defense, you know what I mean, would have not been there, and KD would have not been able to carry. Like, you have to understand, KD had Russell Westbrook on his team before Mm -hmm. going to the Warriors. Yeah. He couldn't beat the Warriors. Russell Westbrook, the year after Kevin Durant left, had the triple-double season where he won the MVP. 28-10-10, something like that. And the something eight crazy seed. like that. Yeah. And they lost the Warriors with mm-hmm. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. How in the world did that reg- normal NBA fans not see that Steph Curry's the better player? Because... KD had the second best, set the third best player on the floor, on his team. It was mm-hmm. Steph's the best player in the series. KD second, and third was Russell by a mile. I love Clay Thompson, but he's not Russell Westbrook in his peak. Dear goodness, no. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? He had good, you know, paint depth and all these type of things, and he had defenders on those teams. And you know, Kevin Durant is overrated. Kevin Durant is overrated if you you say he's better than Steph. Because who leads to winning more? I understand Kevin Durant is unstoppable offensively and getting to his spots. Yes. But he doesn't lead to winning more than Steph. You know what I mean? No, not at all. It's it's blatantly obvious now. And it should have been obvious in 2016 when the Warriors beat them. Yeah. Yeah, and Clay Thompson. Katie had a joint. (laughs) You can play the advocate, though. Bus rider, not a bus driver. It is. Charles <laughs> <Bus> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a bus rider. But you know, um to play devil's advocate with that at least. You can uh-huh. it can be argued that Russ lost in that lost in that series. They were up and they lost that series in the West. They they could have won it had, you know, Russ took better shots and not try to play Superman. I mean bat you know, Superman when he's a I mean Batman when he's a Robin, you know, when that came out. That's, you know, you kind of can look at it differently. But I do completely understand exactly where you're coming from. After that series and the fact that he had to go join them, then that, that shows something that he wasn't going to he, he wasn't going to be able to win without them. And then those those games they played were just they were too easy. You had too much on the floor. I honestly thought that um, he had a bad finish to those conference finals. I'm going to look at this final stats um i mean you know i i definitely think that you know it's it's a crazy thing where um uh that you know it's it's a crazy thing that you know it's what am i trying to say it's it's a crazy thing yeah i guess he had 27 and 29 the last two games of the series so not that bad no, 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 no. Great. I mean, <laughs> that's average for a great for a great score. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He's you know nobody can contest that he's a great scorer, but you know I, I yeah. don't think he leads. He doesn't have the mental game of basketball at all. That's 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 where his that's where his efficiencies is, 
And if he wants to be an elite player, you know what I mean, and be able to mm. lead a team, because I don't see him as a leader because he doesn't have the mental game of the game. I mean, the mental part of the game mm. down, at least to my eye test and to what my opinion is, then he he won't win. He he won't be able to mm. win unless he has somebody who can do the who can play chess, not checkers, for him and just leave mm. him all to the scoring. I mean, to scoring. I don't think you can. Yeah. You can't. I mean. Everybody isn't going to be a LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, CP3 type of basketball brain, but mm. it just Jason Tatum isn't a CP3 brain. Jason Tatum isn't a LeBron brain, but we see him. We see that he's able to make good passes. Yes, I, you know he's able. He can. He can do that. Not not comparing the two, but just I mean, well, I am comparing the two, but not on that level because Jason Tatum's mm. not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not Jason Tatum, but mm. it's just he. Even Jason Tatum is what I'm getting at. Can has some knowledge of the way defensives work and things like that in order to car if if need be he can car not going to carve up a defense but he can he can make good passes that can lead mm-hmm. to scoring that mm-hmm. that's what was missing in that Brooklyn series if Kevin Durant had just a part or just maybe even what Jason Tatum had during that series as far as like then it, the game would have went differently he was being double teamed and couldn't make the right and couldn't make the right choice mm-hmm yeah, I, it's it's very true, but I think it's gonna change next year. With Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons on that team, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. I understand you you you're not a Ben Simmons guy, but he can make those passes. I he think can. I think he he's can. he's exactly what that team needs, especially size wise. I mean, you're gonna miss the mini knees if he can play. Yeah, I think if he'll, he'll play. I think I, th- I think, think he's going to come back with a vengeance. I, I honestly think right now, if I had to predict the NBA champion for the next season, I would say Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> if healthy. Okay. Oh, oh, if healthy. Yeah. Okay. Ben Simmons, All Kyrie, right. and KD is just too much. They fit really mm. well together. Like, really, really we'll well see. together. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we will. See. We will. We'll see. I don't, I don't see it happening. Because I, I have zero belief in Ben, zero. <laughs> I understand, but I I think he's this this. It's a good team. <laughs> this is the same guy who was <laughs> who who puts up videos of him shooting threes, but won't take a three in a game. This is the same guy whose best player said that we can't win with Ben, <laughs> and his coach said the same thing. You know, that. I I understand what you're saying. You know, but. Is he even working out right now, or is he sitting on the couch next to AD? <laughs> now, that <laughs> like, is funny. What did he do it? That, <laughs> like... that, was, that was funny. Yeah. What was <laughs> AD doing? I mean, he was eating crawfish, and, and he was like, I haven't shot a ball since April April 4th or something like that. Oh, April 5th? I'm like, you haven't shot a ball since April? You Some What are you? you you're not in the playoffs and even make the like. <laughs> You had the playoffs. You had a terrible season. Played what half the season? You and you haven't shot a ball since April. It must. We're be in June. <laughs> it must. It must be an injury. It must be. No way. It's true. been an injury since he started. Since he started playing basketball, he he he, he stubs his toe and out for two weeks. Like stop it. <laughs> he blinked too hard and his eye and, and like. <laughs> Blink too hard and got an injury and got a sprain in his eyeball or a sprain in his eyebrow or something like that and got a <laughs> and got to sit out yeah. like they they sit on the couch right next to each other playing two K evidently 
<laughs> Whoever Ben Simmons trainer is, that's the trainer that AD needs to avoid. Unless they got the same trainer. Because <laughs> they both just sit out. Yeah. Just sit out. Just don't play the yeah. game. Street clothes. Called him out. Man, that was funny. I honestly think that, um, you know, I to shift gears, um, the Christian Wood trade to the Dallas Mavericks where they moved a first-round draft pick, um, I really like that trade because Gave up a lot. I think it was worth it. So, you know, I was I'm doing my mock draft, right? So I'm thinking about mm-hmm. who fits for the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm thinking about that Rudy Gobert trade offer that people were talking about. I'm like, I don't think they would trade for Rudy Gobert after they just exposed Rudy Gobert in the playoffs. But they found a yeah. winning formula with a small ball center. Mm-hmm. Christian Wood. That's an upgrade. Um, you know, it's, it would have been hard to find a small ball center. The only guy who is like Jalen Williams from Arkansas, which, you know, you guys will hear about the NBA big board plot twist. He's in the big board uh, top 30. I really think he's a good fit on small ball teams. Um, but, you know, that's a segue for a different time. So basically, to fit their scheme, Christian Wood is, a, is an upgrade for, to Dwight Powell. Because it would have been hard pressed to find a guy that could have been a really good small ball center at the twenty sixth pick, and the reason why mm-hmm. Christian Wood's so valuable is one he's young he's like twenty three twenty four and six foot eleven six foot ten shoots thirty nine percent from the three point line has post game and also has is uh, can be a lob threat screen screen setter and a good defender switchable so on the Dallas Mavericks, that's a really good player. That's going to be there mm-hmm. for five to ten years and be a really good fit with Luke at the center position. And you know he fits the age time frame and the um, the t- the way they want to play as a team. So I really like that trade. Christian Wood, I think, is a great fit. You know what I mean? Not many people watch the Rockets a ton, but he's he's a really good player. I think he's going to fit there really well. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch the Rockets a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel, I mean, I completely see where you're going with this and I, but I just feel like that's a lot, like a lot to give up. They gave up a, a pick and three players. I mean, like maybe they're just trying to clear cap space because they, they're going to yeah. try to get that second player. Cause you know, Mark Cuban, mm-hmm. he has deep pockets. So, and I said this before, I was like, Mark Cuban's the type of owner that will dig deep in his pockets to give Luca what he wants. And they yeah. obviously it's like a glaring thing in their face right now. They need a second star. That's not mm-hmm. that's they that's not named Tim Hardaway Jr. or um what's the guy who had forty one Jalen Brunson uh, Jalen Brunson Jalen Brunson Spencer Dinwiddie like they need a guys. they need a, a a obvious second in command and there's yeah. not too many out there but you know I feel like he's will if he's willing to dig deep in his pockets they can get something good yeah I think I think that should be wing talent you know but you know for the the conversation of Christian Wood, I think he was exactly what the team needed. That's it. Yeah. It's rare to find find a center that fits your scheme perfectly like him. And you know he's he's just that guy. He's 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 him. So uh, you know Rudy Gobert. It's an interesting thing. I wonder. Um, I I personally think that a team in the East will probably bite on him because I think a. a Something that you got to take away from this year is you better have a center in the East now because mm-hmm. you got to stop Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at the rim, and you got to stop Giannis at the rim. 
yeah. right? <laughs> to go anywhere, you got to stop Jimmy Butler at the rim. Do you got to stop Joel Embiid like that? You got to stop Ben Simmons from getting to the rim. I understand you may not, you know, you whatever with Ben Simmons, but you got to stop. Those are top, top eight teams in the East. All of them have players that attack the rim at a high level. So, so the center position is very valuable in the East. So I, I'm, I'm thinking the team in the East will pull the trigger on overpaying for Rudy Gobert. Um, to, yeah. to get somebody that can guard those guys. Um, for some reason, my gut feeling is saying the Knicks, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And Rudy Gobert leaves, and it's it's time for Donovan Mitchell to get out of there too. Please, dear God, did you leave. did you see the picture? What picture? They got him picture. There was a picture of him, Pat Riley, Jimmy Butler. And him with a hat that had some metaphorical saying, basically, be free or something like that on it. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. You got to send me this picture. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. I don't even know where it's at anymore. Oh, damn. But that's crazy. If that happens, uh, here are my new favorites. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tyler Hero is probably going to be sent for something. And you know, they're probably going to, there's so many players that are going to be available. And, you know, interesting thing is nobody's talking about Bradley Beal as a free agent. He's a free agent this year. Oh, oh I think Lakers are going to sneak up on him. Uh, I wish. Um, it'd be hilarious if they actually traded LeBron, but I highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, oh, pause. That's a great segue into the thing that I sent you. Okay, so. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if there's a lot of credibility here. It came off the Bleach Report. It, not, mm-hmm. from, not from Woj, but it came off Bleach Report. So I was like, man, it's possibly fake, but I'm going to say it anyway, just so we can just discuss it, because this is ridiculous. It was said that the Lakers were trying to get Tyler Hero from the Heat, and the Heat will only accept LeBron back. I mean, I couldn't see them not accepting Anthony Davis back, but, you know, that's pretty funny in in the talks. But um, I think it just has to do with, you know, the Miami Heat understand Tyler Hero is by far the biggest trade asset they have, and they're just going to hold on to him or trade him whenever or keep Mm. him on the bench like he's not a starting two-guard in the NBA. Yes! Um, you know, <laughs> you know, and it was hilarious. Pat Riley took shots, and you know what? I'm gonna take a shot back at Pat Riley. Pat Riley was like, you know, somebody asked, "Oh, what about Tyler Hero? Do you think he should be a starting two guard next year?" And they're like, "It's like, well, you know, he's he's a really good player. You know, I don't feel like we need to do anything better next year. Um, you know, I think Tyler Hero really needs to take away from watching these playoffs. Is uh, got to be a two way player." You know what you need to take away from the playoffs? Tyler Hero is the second best player scoring the basketball. And you need to put him on the floor to win. You can't score more than 100 points in a game in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Jimmy Butler by himself is not enough to win a ring. So, uh, yeah, I don't care if he can't guard Jason Tatum or Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. And he's just going to stop everybody. If you just commit only to defense, you can't score enough to win a game and when it really matters by team beating teams who can actually be balanced. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, people, the reason why the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat look better than they do, in my opinion, 
is the Milwaukee Bucks didn't just walk right through all of them. Yeah. Because you could be a defensive as all you want to, but what do you do with a team that's actually compete that could just score more points than you? Because if Chris Middleton would have been healthy, that team would have been in the NBA Finals. They pushed, they pushed, they pushed the Boston Celtics to six without Chris Middleton on the floor for a single second of the series. Anybody who understands basketball will tell you that Chris Middleton would have made a two-game difference in that series. At least. Oh, sure. <clears throat> that's 20 points they're missing out on. That's that's no slouch, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can play balanced basketball all you want to. You can commit to defense all you want to, but if you can't score enough points, nobody gives a flying B U C K. Right. Okay. It's not 2001. Mm-hmm. It's not 2002. You need to be able to score enough points to win. Yeah. You got to play defense too. But, you know, get out of here, Pat. Get, get out of here, yeah. Pat. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Hero, next thing, you may want to tell him to work on defense, but how will you tell him to work on becoming a superstar? Because that's the potential he can be offensively. If he's working mm-hmm. on defense all summer, what about the time spent offensively become reaches maximal potential? And how about you look in a mirror and ask yourself why haven't you supported him mentally to try to become the best player he can be because you are stunting his growth by bringing him off the bench and giving him no confidence. So, uh, yeah, mm, that's what true. I have to say to Pat Riley. That is that is true. That is, that is very true. Yeah. Um, Interesting question. What's up? Would the Bucks beat the Warriors healthy? Healthy team versus healthy team. Completely, yes. fully full power. Bucks beat Warriors. Ooh, really? Dang, that would have been a good series. Drop coverage would have whole... killed them. Huh? Brooke Lopez in the paint would have killed them. They would have lost the six. Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I can see that too, but my whole problem is that the Warriors, the, the this is why the, okay, so the reason why the Boston Celtics should have won but they didn't win is because they never exposed the size difference. They were a bigger team. They had the mm-hmm. height difference on on the Warriors. They did. They could have. We've seen them curve. I mean, you know, carve through the lanes, get to where their spots, and go inside. That's all they really had to do. And then after they get you know enough of those in, they shoot threes. Don't just pop threes and keep shooting them until you get until you're shooting ice blocks and center blocks and you're missing everything. Mm-hmm. You go inside. This you have to expose the weakness of that team. The team was too small. The Bucks would have did that. They have too much height, and who's stopping Giannis? Because they don't have the height to do so. They have Draymond Green, though. That's not that's not enough. The best the best power forward defender in the league. It would Giannis he would have is not a normal it, power forward. I understand. He would at least made it. Least it a tough. It would have been like when Kawhi was wearing Braun. Kawhi at least made it a tough night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I would. But a tough night for Giannis is still thirty points. I think it would have held him to 26, 27 a game, which is still great, but Fair. it would have been much more inefficient. I, I think I think they would have had big... the secret sauce to beat them. I think they would have six. It's Drew cool Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis. Hmm. Um, what's the guy name? Did they get did they get rid of Brent Forbes? Or do they still have Brent Forbes? I forgot. I don't think they have them. Grayson Allen, who would have gotten Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen would. I, th- I think that they would have, <laughs> they would have been able to hide. They would have been able to hide Steph on Grayson Allen and put Clay on Drew. 
and put wigs yeah. on Chris. I just think that the I think the honest would be the difference maker. I'm still taking Warriors of six, baby. I, Mismatch. Uh, I would take Bucks in seven. Chris, Steph Curry, you think Steph Curry had a great series this series? Dear goodness, Brooke Lopez standing in the paint. Look at that. Um, bro, bro. Mike Bullenholders would have never thought of putting Giannis at center, which makes that series completely different. But Mike Bullenholders is a stubborn made the, guy. That's where my what? mind goes. That That's where my mind went. My mind He's went, put Giannis smart. at center. That's what. I'm glad you're starting to the smarter than the Bucks head coach, though. Yeah, that's where I went. That's why I was like, oh, it will be different because Giannis will be at center and they, nobody can stop Giannis. But they, I think that they would expo- they have to they 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 have to look around their team and go, wait, you're six foot eleven, you're six foot nine, you're six foot ten. All of us are like six 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 eight and up. We need to like, and these guys are like six one, six two, six three is like their max, six four, maybe six five. Like you have to. It's a height difference. You expose mm. the height difference. That game is won. You have mm. to impose your will. What I said earlier about the Celtics was that I don't see the Warriors outside of Draymond Green as being this rough, rugged team. They don't walk the line like <laughs> like the Celtics do. The Celtics uh-huh. had to impose their will. They have the height. They have the physicality. And they have the toughness. Not the mental toughness, but they have the toughness. They could have won that series. That series was theirs to be won, but they never used their ta- their their intangible gifts well enough during that series. I understand what you're saying. And I, if like we got into a coaching battle that I was coaching the Warriors, like you were coaching the Bucks, the Bucks would do better because the Bucks wouldn't have Brooke Lopez on the floor. I'm just saying Mike Budenholzer <laughs> is a guy that sticks to whatever he does. He never changes. He's one of those guys that, you know, it's just his brain can be a little much sometimes where, he has this whole formula, right, of like, this is how we're going to win, and this is the way we want to ring, right, and all those type of things, and he is stuck in his ways no matter what happens. Because if he wasn't stuck in those ways, then you would have seen Giannis being put at center against the Atlanta Hawks when they were playing a straight off. Because yeah. that is what I and you would have done. We would have yeah. been like, we need to put Giannis at center, and we need to shut Trey Young's little clapping behind up. And then it would have been over in four. <laughs> we would have swept, right? <laughs> it would have been it would have been over. But he sticks yeah. to whatever he does because he believes in it. And the Warriors would get up on that. They would they would they would they would they would win. Now, if you were coaching them, I would say it would go seven to be close. But you know, mm-hmm. sorry, Mike Budenholzer can't. He's he's an Avery Johnson type coach, where you know Avery Johnson makes Jason Kidd guard for 45 minutes a game when he's 37 against Tony Parker and George Hill at the peak of their athletic primes in this series. Yeah. Which is a good segue to something else. I have a shot to take. All right. You ready for this, Chris? All right. I'm ready. Avery Johnson. I saw him on CBS. I was looking at NBA draft stuff and I just get upset every time looking at people because they never know basketball. But Jabari Smith, plot twist. He's not Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Six foot ten guy that doesn't really post a much, doesn't isn't like freaky athletic, and is a three point shooter that comes off of screens and shot crates for himself from the three point line, and has a mid range game where he shoots fadeaways and plays like a Brandon Ingram type of player. Would you ever in a thousand years compare Brandon Ingram to Kevin Garnett who posts? No. 
That's why he's not an NBA coach. But Kevin Garnett in his later years, he did start stretching the floor because he was able to knock down that long too. But he's a power forward. As a post. Yeah. He posed. He's a post guy though. He's a post guy though. He is a post guy, though. There's I'm no just saying he was able, like he was. Tra- I understand what you're trying to say, but Jabari Smith shoots 42 percent from the three point line. Like I know KG can shoot, but he's not Jabari Smith. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> oh not. He's not KD. He's not getting uh, burned. I, I just had to get that. <laughs> Avery Johnson is not a, not a basketball athlete. I'm sorry to break it to you. He might have been an NBA yeah. player. You know that's just a great thing. NBA players don't always know everything about basketball. I'm sorry to break it to you. But, uh, Look at Mike Jordan, the GM. <laughs> oh my God! I swear, I swear. Steve Nash is the next coming of Kevin Garnett. I just, I just see it. You know, I used to be in the NBA. I watched the play. That's that guy. Like, I, oh, I, man. God, bro, I had to get that off my chest. I just. <sighs> I can't. I can't stand. You know, this is why you should listen to my NBA draft stuff because I know what's wrong and I know what actually is smart. And Art Smith is going to be smart. Big board, top 30. It's already done. You're going to want to hear it. You're going to want to hear that mock draft. What I would do, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I don't care about what I think everybody else is going to do because I want my mock draft to be like whatever it is going to be every single year. You're going to look back at it and be like, that guy got it right. He should be one of our scouts in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tune in, tune in, tune in. You'll you'll see, you'll see it, you will see it. Yeah, and I think that's a great place to stop it. Just with a little teaser there, mock yeah. draft coming up soon, NBA draft coming up soon. We got a lot of fun Exciting. stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Very 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 excited to hear what Jason have to say. Jason, every every time this comes this time comes around, if you were here last year around this time, you really truly broke it down. I had mm. so I was looking at pages and pages of <laughs> research. This guy really digs deep. Um, oh. He's like, I just have to applaud you for that. Like you when you when it comes to researching things, you dig deep i mean like it was hair it was like a whole dissertation with cited sources and everything i was like damn like it's like 20 pages worth of stuff <laughs> yep. i'm yep. reading it through it i'm like huh <laughs> like, it's, it's, you don't want to miss it you don't want to miss it if you missed it last yeah. year don't miss it this year <clears throat> yeah yeah i research as much as a girlfriend knows if you're a girl you're cheating on her basically that's how yeah. much i <laughs> Yeah, Jason's gonna Have find you? out. <laughs> I'm telling you, as as a boyfriend of somebody else, man, women are great at figure out when you're lying or when you're doing something. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. you could be literally washing the dishes. She's like, "Are you using the yellow soap instead of the blue soap today?" I'm like, "How did you know?" <laughs> it's just their mind <laughs> readers, bro. <laughs> Mind Gosh. readers, I don't know. They have a heightened sense of something. I don't know what it is. What you gonna call that? It's called a woman's intuition. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Um. After that, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, if you're from TikTok, we really appreciate you guys. Um. 
you know, we're really trying to reach those five-star reviews. We want to, you know, have, have an inclusive community where everybody can join and you guys can find other basketball addicts. And, um, we really appreciate you guys. We'll keep giving you great content. Free agency is fun. You know what I mean? We're going to have really cool stuff we do every offseason. We have a lot of creative ideas. We're very, um, you know, true basketball addicts. So it'll be year-round content. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say, Chris? No. Just thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mohammed. And we're the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Ouch.